Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Tito, the host of the podcast, 15 Alive, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. And today, I want to talk to you all about trauma. And trauma goes for so many of us, right? And and I will say real quick, a uh, quick little side note. Um, I think we've gotten to a point in society in general, and especially in social media and everything else, um, people are too sensitive and I know this is coming from a, whatever the hell I am. I think I'm a gen X or Z or whatever. I, I honestly, I, I don't believe in those titles. I, I think it's weird, but anyway, um, <clears throat> I know I come from a, a, a generation of suck it up and, you know, keep pushing and you, you, you take the blows and people say whatever they want. You have thick skin, right? And I'm not even going to say that's 100%, you know, the right way to be. Um, but I definitely think we've gotten to a point where we're way too sensitive. You guys know I love Dave Chappelle, and, and I feel like he resonates with me. He's also in that same generation, right? But there's just so much where um, a lot of the things that where we used to talk about, um, you know, racial inequality, um, um, racism in general, right? <clears throat> and, and suppression and oppression of people of color, you know, especially when you're talking about, uh, not just people of color in the sense of where you came from, like myself, I'm Latin, I'm a person of color, but I'm very white, right? So, uh, I will say until people know my name, I might not get any of that, you know, bad stuff but once people know my name and especially my background yes I, I i do see it and and feel it and all that fun stuff but needless to say <clears throat> you know to me that's shifted and like dave Chappelle brings up how um the lgbtq community um has has really pushed forward and maybe too far forward because of um having white people involved right and I hate to say it, but yeah, you know, once white people really, really got involved, like that movement took off and like his jokes, but also I believe his, his real feeling is, you know, blacks are in generally jealous because they want their movement to get that much traction, but blacks can't have whites involved, right? Especially white males involved because who's going to change their ethnicity you can't right so anyway <clears throat> getting back to trauma right so many things happen around trauma and i feel like now there's so many people with service animals and stuff that don't necessarily need them i'm sorry if you're a person that has this really cute little fluffy dog and you have the louis vuitton and sorry to my wife i know she doesn't listen to these but she would totally correct the way i'm saying that <laughs> But, you know, you, you have this Gucci doggy bag that you carry around. It's like, I'm not saying that dog doesn't provide some form of relief. I'm sure they do because I love animals and I, and I know any animal provides me, you know, with some better feeling, 
right? But people end up calling everything a, a, a service animal and all this stuff. I know people that have been through a lot more from military to police officers to EMTs and stuff that have seen some really horrendous stuff. Not to mention people like me that have been through prison. Like when you see someone die in prison, that, and, and I have, you know, and that, that, that's kind of some craziness, right? It doesn't leave you. And then someone like me, like I shot and killed my best friend. Like, do I get to have a service parrot because I love parrots? Like, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong. I'm sure legally and <clears throat> very much needed. I could get one, but <clears throat> part of me also, sorry if you guys hear the L train in the background, but I think that people put their trauma ahead of other people's trauma. And, and let, let me enlighten y'all on this. So let's just say, and I'm a dog lover. Let me let me start off by saying that. So let's use a typical service animal, right? A dog. And, and let's say this is like, I'm going to use the extreme. Like this is a army veteran or, or a military veteran. PTSD, all that good stuff. They have a service animal and it's 100% like legit, legit, legit. They need this. But now that L train that just passed by, I got to get on the L to go to work. And this individual brings a service animal. I either have a genuine fear of dogs. And and this was in a book of fierce conversations I read way back when. But they talked about like someone who has a fear of dogs. Like a lot of us who don't go, oh, you know, he's a nice dog. If you have a fear of dogs, it doesn't matter if they're nice, if they're mean, if they're whatever. Like they could be blind and have no teeth. In your mind, you see that dog and you are just scared. It's just like someone who's scared of spiders. It doesn't matter how small the spider is and that you could just hit it with your hand or step on it. If you're scared of spiders, you're going to be scared when you see one, period, right? I didn't get that back in the day. I totally get it now. But let's say I have a fear of dogs and you come home with your service dog. You're not doing it to, to scare me or I'm allergic to dogs. You're not doing it to make me sneeze or anything. But the whole thing is, is your trauma now outweighs... Either my trauma, maybe I was attacked by a dog and that's why I'm scared of them. You know, but you see what I'm saying? Like, we've gotten to a point where traumas overlap and everyone, and this is where I've, I've had conversations about how diversity is, is creating cancel culture. So through diversity, we're actually less diverse than we were before. And what I mean by that is, and I'm using trauma today, is <clears throat> by forcing upon something that was traumatic to you and now you need something because of it right you could very well be putting someone else through trauma but in your mind it's okay because you feel better right and i i my, my personal opinion is because of our traumas they make us who we are so as much as it sucks that a military vet you know might get scared when they hear big bangs or when they're on a dicey road or, you know, if they hear something that sounds like a gunshot, like, like, I wish I could fix that. But at the same time, should everything I do change because of their trauma? And, and where's the happy medium? And I'm not saying I have the answers to this. Now let's go to a different one. Uh, a woman that has been beaten for years and years and years, right? And now is out of that relationship. But there's those triggers, right? Like, I don't know that. And and here's the other thing, people, that we need to understand is 
whether someone has a service animal, they don't have anything, they don't have anything that would show you, right? Like, if you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't think that dude killed someone back in the day. You would not think that. You wouldn't. And and I say that to you um, because when we're walking down the street, when we're in the office talking to people, you have no idea the trauma that individuals have gone through. You just don't, right? Now let me roll this back into prison real quick, right? Dudes in prison, and you guys know I'm not saying that everyone in prison needs to be let out and like defund the prison. It's like, hell no. Matter of fact, the majority of people I met in prison are right where they needed to be, and a lot of them I was like, damn, you need to be in here for a lot longer, right? And then there were others that had been there for a long time that I was like, you do not need to be here at all, at least not anymore, right? So needless to say, those dudes in there and, and, and the women on the women's side, like when you talk about trauma, holy crap. And I think this is a big piece that is the, the elephant in the room that so many people don't even want to acknowledge, which is, <clears throat> I don't even want to go in that conversation, but like how a lot of people actually end up in prison. Like it's kind of like you stack the deck and then you're, you're like, see, told you they would end up in prison. And it's like, well, damn, uh, they don't have a good home. And when I say home, like the, like the bills ain't always paid. The lights ain't always on. Half of their families already, you know, either in addiction or in incarceration. You blame it on the family. But the reality is, is they didn't have the opportunities because they couldn't get the job. They don't have the public transportation. They don't have the grocery stores in their neighborhood. You know, they're in those food deserts, like so many different things. And then you go, well, you know, someone else made it out of the hood. Like, really? But that's like the diamond in the rough. Like, let's give people the opportunities. And then if they want to screw up, yeah, let's hold them accountable. Anyway, but when you talk about trauma, think all the trauma someone goes through seeing people OD, seeing people getting shot and killed on their block, seeing people getting beat up by the police, seeing people getting turned down for jobs, getting into fights and just beating each other up or shooting each other like... You talk about trauma, and that was before they got to prison. That was before they even started getting into crimes. Then, you talk about once they get into prison, and you're being dehumanized by guards, by psychologists, by everyone. Like, just everyone telling you how much of a piece of shit you are. Trauma. Stacked on trauma. And then they go, oh, there was a big melee at San Quentin, and blah, 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 blah. Well, no shit. You stuffed all the powder in the keg and then you lit the fuse and you were just waiting to see when it was going to blow up. <clears throat> now, I'm using an extreme, which is prison. Like a lot of these guys have all this trauma. So when when you see the movies and stuff and like someone bumps into someone, next thing you know, they're stabbing each other and they're doing all this stuff. That's real. That part is real. But it's because of the trauma that's stacked up. And then... They're pushed right into the same things in prison, but on a higher level than they are on the streets. You got to click up. You got to be part of a prison gang. You got to do this. You got to politic. You got to do all that. That's trauma on trauma on trauma on trauma on trauma. And it is a fuse that is just burning away, just literally waiting till it blows up. Now, let's take it back out to the streets. The guy who, you know, his parents weren't together and he watched his dad beat his mom when he was a kid. Um, his, his older sister or brother is the one that really raised him. 
uh, he made it out of that environment, right? Went to school. Now he's in this office with you or he's working in this plant with you. Uh, but he's in an abusive relationship. He's not the abuser. He's the one being abused because he was used to seeing his mom abused and blah, 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 blah. You know, and now all that trauma stacked up because he's like me, right? He's like me. He's not going to sit there and want to go see a therapist and get a freaking support dog or bird or cat or whatever. He's just going to take that. But now it's just stacking, stacking, stacking. And then you get on him for something that wasn't that big a deal. Maybe it was even part of your fault. But that's that was the, the fuse burning to its end. And now the guy's going off and potentially losing his job. And now he's going worse down that traumatic. My point is we all have trauma. And if we could see a little monitor, and you guys may have heard me say this before, but if you could see like a TV screen above someone's head and see all that stuff, guaranteed 90% of the time you're going to treat that person a little bit differently because you're going to be like, damn, they've been through all that. And it might even be, damn, they've been through a lot of the same stuff I have. Like, so, and, and mind you, I'm an animal lover, and I know people are probably like, oh, he just don't want anyone to have service animals. I kind of don't. I kind of don't. I want them to have animals, but not not a fucking... I, I've, I've literally seen someone with a service uh, lizard uh, when I was at Goodwill, like, and it got to a point where customers would complain, and we had to say, like, we literally asked, and yeah, it's, it's a service animal, right? <clears throat> but my point is this. What if we just treated each other better? Had a little bit of empathy, a little bit of understanding that we've all been through some stuff. And it's better to just be supportive and before we get on someone about something. And Simon Sinek says this, um, you know, instead of saying, hey, man, your numbers are crap. Hey, you know, if you don't get it together, we're going to fire you. And like, instead of talking like that, go, hey, I've noticed that your numbers have been down for the last month or two. Are you okay? What's going on? Like, is there anything we can do to help out? I know that isn't you. What's going on? You know, coming from that point of empathy. Now, I'm not talking about sympathy all day, all night. Like, if someone just ain't going to perform, then maybe they do get written up. Maybe they do get fired. But if you don't come from that point of understanding that we all go through some stuff... I always tell people I look at things first objectively, the numbers, right? I look because the numbers will point you in the right direction. But then I always go subjective. I go talk to the people like what's going on? And there might be a very viable reason why something's crazy. Or maybe someone just needs to vent or get something off their chest. And then you can swing that pendulum back to where it needs to be. So when you hear me saying all this, what I'm saying is, Everyone needs something a little different to kind of get through something. But I've always found that the word support is the best, right? And so service or support animal, right? But why do we make someone have to go get a freaking dog when we could be there for them, right? And I know that I'm not saying don't get the dog, but what I'm saying is that you should be able to function without the dog with you 24-7 if you just had people around you that actually gave a crap. So... When you think about trauma, when you think about people that have gone through things, we all have gone through things. Yes, some of us more than others, but I guarantee you there's always someone who's gone through more than you, right? So in that, just be supportive of people. Understand, like, when someone asks me for change, 
I usually just say, don't carry any cash on me, bro. Sorry. Because I don't want to sit there and discount that maybe they really just have had a tough spell and, and they're not going to use the money to go do something stupid or whatever, right? So it's all about how you approach it instead of being like, ah, get the hell away from me, you bum. You know, like, anyway. Be supportive, understanding that trauma is trauma and we all have trauma. Anyway, um, if you need a support dog, sorry if I made you feel bad. It's not my, my point. My point is you need some humans who can actually have a discussion with you and talk through the stuff. This right here is my therapy. Running off at the mouth and y'all can't even say nothing back. <laughs> anyway, I love y'all. I hope y'all are feeling well, doing well. And I will talk to y'all next time.